Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am so excited about jumping in today because we are going to be talking about photo clutter. Now, most of you probably know if you've been listening to me for a while that I love to take photos. I'm a family photographer and I take hundreds of photos for other families, but also of my own family. And so photo clutter is kind of a big topic for me. And so I'm excited to dive in. I get questions about this all the time. And whenever I am a guest on somebody else's podcast, this is usually the topic they ask me to talk about. So I thought I would do an episode here as well to inspire you to get your photos organized so that you can truly enjoy them. So we're going to dive right in. But before we do, I wanted to let you know about a freebie I have. It's just a PDF of this whole process. So if you're like me, you're likely cooking or doing dishes or something while you're listening to this podcast, and I don't expect that you're going to take a lot of notes. So in order to get the freebie, just go to athomewithkids.com forward slash photo clutter and it'll walk you through this process there. If you want to dive deeper with me, you can go through my course called Curate and Cherish. It's an online video course that will walk you through both digital and physical photos and I've had several people go through this course now. It's a newer course and so um, these people have been going through and kind of giving me feedback and they've made such amazing progress. So if this is an area that you struggle with, and an area you really want to put to rest, I encourage you to go over and check out that course. It's called Curate and Cherish, and I will walk you through decluttering and organizing your photos so that you have lifelong treasures that you actually get to enjoy. To find out more about that course, just go to athomewithkids.com forward slash courses and scroll down to Curate and Cherish Once you click on that, it'll give you the full rundown of what's included in the course so you can see if it's right for you. All right, so let's jump into our topic of photo clutter. And the first thing we're going to talk about is where to start if you have thousands of photos, because most of us now have a phone in our pocket that we can just grab anytime we want to take a photo and we take tons and tons of photos throughout the day. You've probably been in that situation where a friend or family member has said, hey, do you have any pictures of your kids? And you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through your phone looking for that perfect picture to show them, but you have so many that it's impossible to find what you're looking for. And it's probably the same with your physical photos as well. So we're going to talk about both. But let's start with digital photos because that's what a lot of us are struggling with right now as far as our phones go and other devices. So the very best thing you can do, the very best place to start, and this is the same that I say with all clutter in your house, is to think about your purpose for these photos. So most of us just take photos because we don't want to miss anything. We don't want to, you know, look back and not have those memories. We're scared to let the past go. And so we take photo after photo after photo, but we never truly enjoy them anyway. And so I want you to really stop and think what the purpose is for these photos. So it might be that you want your kids to have photos when they get big. You want them to remember their childhood. 
Maybe you want these photos because you want photos on your wall. You want to enjoy your house and just have family pictures all over the place. Maybe you want to be able to share them with friends and family or create a yearbook every year that everyone can enjoy and look back on. So as soon as you have your purpose, you're going to know why you're taking photos and what photos you really need to hold on to. And it's going to allow you to let go of some photos as well. So we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. Now, once you kind of have your purpose in mind, you're going to start easy, okay? Because photos are not easy. We get attached to them, especially physical ones that we hold on to. We feel guilty about throwing them away or deleting them because it's it's our people. It's our favorite people. It's our favorite memories, and we don't want to let those go. So I'm going to tell you to start really slow. Set a timer for 10 minutes a day. That's it. Just make this an intention for yourself. Maybe over the next month, you want to focus on your photos and 10 minutes a day is all I'm asking. So instead of scrolling through Instagram for 10 minutes, set a timer and scroll through your own photos on your phone and just delete the super easy ones. Delete that um, picture you took at the store because you wanted to remember that item and go back and get it. Delete the screenshots that you've taken. Delete the duplicates where you have tons of photos of the exact same moment and you really only captured one that you like. Delete the rest of them. You don't need all of them. So you're going to go 10 minutes a day and just start curating. Get rid of those really easy ones, okay? Most of us have tons of photos and it sounds too overwhelming to go through them. So I'm not going to ask you to go through every single photo you have. Just set your timer for 10 minutes a day and see how far you get and just delete easy ones. Now you might get all the way through them and that's great or you might get to a stopping point and think, man, I cannot do this anymore. And that's okay too, because moving forward, you're going to change your actions a little bit so you don't have to do this. Okay. So see how far you can get 10 minutes a day, getting rid of the really easy stuff and keep that purpose in mind. If you're trying to create a photo book for each kid or a yearbook at the end of the year, keep a couple pictures of each event. Maybe it's a vacation you took, a holiday, a picture of your child with their grandma, keep a couple pictures that you know you'll want in that photo book and allow yourself to let go of the rest. Because if you're not going to print them out, if they're going to just live on your phone, then you probably don't need to keep those ones. So keep just the ones that you want for that purpose and allow yourself to let go of the rest as you're doing that quick look through. Now, like I said just a minute ago, you really do have to change your habits going forward. And we're going to talk about that when we talk about maintaining just in a few minutes. But you're going to have to change going forward where you don't take so many photos. So as you're curating, as you're going through these photos, now that you know your purpose, think to yourself, how many do I actually need? How many of my daughter's birthday is sufficient. Do I need 100 photos of every moment in her birthday party or would three to five really good images of that day be sufficient? There is no right or wrong number, but you have to choose one. You have to really decide how many you need. You do not need every second of that birthday party to remember that day. Just a couple pictures will jog your memory and you'll remember the important parts. So maybe it's her blowing out her birthday candles her with her friends that came to the birthday party, and maybe one or two with you and your husband, whatever the ones are that you feel most show her and your relationship with her and that day, 
That's all you need. You can let go of the rest. You don't need a picture of every moment of that event to remember the event. So think to yourself, how many do I really need? I also want you to remember as you're curating that we really only treasure things that we don't have a lot of. So this is something important to think about when you're looking at your physical photos. So when you're thinking about your physical photos and you're going through, and it's the same process when you're curating, you're going to do 10 minutes a day. Don't overwhelm yourself. Go slow. Get rid of duplicates. Get rid of the easy stuff. Get rid of the ones that are torn or faded that you can't see anymore. But remember your purpose. Same thing if you're putting together a little box for your kids of physical photos. How many of that event do you really need? So when I talk about treasuring, if you are looking through physical photos and you have lots of photos maybe that were given to you or passed down to you of your grandparents or maybe older family photos, you don't need a ton of photos of your grandma and you won't even treasure them if you have a ton of them. So what I want you to really remember is how can I treasure these? Find a couple of your very favorites and you are going to treasure that so much more than if you have a whole box full of old family photos that you never look through. We only treasure things if we only have a few of them. If we have an abundance of them, we're not going to treasure them. They're going to live in that box. You're never going to think about them or see them, and it's going to cause you overwhelm. So as you're curating, remember, you're not going to cherish it if you have a ton of it. So get down to a manageable amount that makes you feel really good. The most important thing really is just to remember that you're not going to even do anything with these photos. You'll never enjoy them if they live in a box or they live in your phone. And if you have too many of them, that's where they have to stay because you can't possibly frame them all. You can't possibly put them all into a scrapbook. You just have too many to start with. So curating takes some work to get rid of them. And I go through a lot of this and kind of deep dive into how you do it if you're emotionally attached to them or if you're just struggling to figure out how do I let go of these photos, both digital and physical, I go through this in that course, Curate and Cherish. So if you struggle with letting them go, that might be a good place for you to start. But what I want to say is the whole purpose of those photos is the memories of them. And we hold on to them because we love those people. And if they're just stored in your phone or stored in a box, you're not enjoying them. So get to a manageable place where you get to actually love your photos and enjoy them. Okay, so once you've curated, you've figured out your purpose, you've curated them, and I know you have not done this already before, you know, this episode is over. This is going to take you some time, but once you're done curating, you're going to move on to organizing them, and I have a couple of my favorite methods, and I'm going to go through them really quick here, but remember, you can deep dive with me in that course if you want to, but for digital photos, I think you need to have two places to store them one physical and one in the cloud. Now, if cloud storage scares you a little bit because it's like, where is it going? <laughs> where is it? Really all cloud storage is, is another person or business holding onto those photos for you on a big giant hard drive. So it's in the cloud, meaning it's not on your computer or your device. So if your computer crashes, then you're not going to lose those photos. And the benefit of the cloud is other people can access them or you can access them from pretty much anywhere depending on what storage you're using. So an example of cloud storage would be Shutterfly. You can store your photos there. You can also print them. You can make 
books and prints and all kinds of things. The advantage of Shutterfly is you can also share them with other people. So you can develop a folder or, you know, an event or whatever it is, upload your photos and you can share them with your family members so they can come in and make prints or just see those images. But there's lots of other ones. Yahoo has a photo storage called Flickr. Google Photos is a place you can store them. If you pay for something like Adobe Lightroom and Photoshop, you can store your photos there. Most of the cloud storage companies give you a limited amount of space for free. And then after that, you usually pay some kind of monthly fee. If you're an Amazon Prime user, they give you storage for free. As soon as you're no longer a Prime member, I believe you have to then pay for it, but you can kind of look into that if you use Prime. So those are some options for you as far as cloud storage goes. And then for physical storage, where it's on your device, I highly, highly recommend you do not store any photos on your computer because they take up so much space. So get yourself an external hard drive. They're pretty cheap. I will link to my favorite one in the show notes for this episode. You can find that by going to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 61. I'll link to my favorite hard drive there. And the great thing about an external hard drive is you can go straight from your device, your phone or your camera card, right to the hard drive and bypass your computer completely. All you're using your computer for is to plug the things into and it goes right to there. So it doesn't take any of the storage space on your computer and won't bog your computer down. And you can also create folders and different organizational strategies right on that hard drive so you can always find what you're looking for. So just a real quick description of how I do this is I create a folder for each year and then within that year I create a folder for each month. And at the end of every month I upload all the photos from all of our devices. So my phone, my husband's phone, our iPad, my cameras. I just upload all of them and then I know that they're safely on there and I create the exact same photos on our cloud storage as well and that's just an easy way to share across devices. So you can organize any way that you want to on your devices. What I say though is don't get too categorized or you won't ever upload your photos. So don't worry about you know a birthday folder and a Christmas folder and a vacation folder, just do it by the year and the month. You're going to remember, oh, I want to go back to my child's birthday and find that picture I loved and her birthday's in February. So I just have to look at the February folder. You'll remember that. You don't have to subcategorize so much because sometimes that makes it so much harder to keep things organized. And just with that little bit of barrier makes us not want to do it. So make it simple, make the organization simple, and then you're more likely to do it. Now for physical photos, once you've curated and come to a manageable level, I suggest two different kinds of storage. One is those 12 by 12, um, I guess they're like plastic scrapbook containers or scrapbook storage. I love those because you can put four by six photo prints in there. You can put larger ones in there. You could put certificates or things you come by that maybe go with the photos. You can put those in there. You can categorize those by year if you want to, or you could categorize them by person. Now, one other thing is you've got to make this part simple on yourself too. When you start going through old photos, if you're going to worry about, well, when did I take this picture? Was it in 
1985 or 1992. Like you, you can't go backwards and really subcategorize or you're going to go crazy. So instead, think about categorizing by either time in your life, like married life, um, college, before kids, after kids, you know, just whatever those big milestones are. It's like chapters in a book. Think about your chapters and organize that way. Or you could organize by person. So you could organize all of your daughter's stuff into one, all of your son's stuff into one, whatever works for your family. But big categories are better when you're going backwards because it's not as overwhelming and nobody's going to care if they look back at the photos and they're like, oh, this was taken two months before that picture. Why is it in this order? You don't have to keep it in order. Okay. So they have those 12 by 12 plastic containers. I love those. There's other ones that have smaller little four by six boxes that kind of fit in there perfectly. You could use those. And then my other, my second favorite one though is just the little photo boxes they sell at all the arts and crafts stores. They're little shoe boxes basically. I love those for four by six photos or little mementos for my kids. I kind of just keep one going for each child. I do not worry about when the photo is taken. I do not worry if it's in order. I just throw stuff in there. And I know that they're not going to care when they grow up if the stuff's in order. They just want to look back at the photos and see the fond memories. You can also throw other little fun things in there like a medal from, you know, soccer or their library card. Little things like that that they might enjoy seeing when they're big. The other great thing about these boxes is they're not that big. So you have to really be purposeful about what you keep and allow yourself to let go of the other things. So once you've got all this stuff organized, the trick is to maintain it. And the very best thing you can do is to stop taking as many photos. This is really, really hard for me. I carry my camera everywhere, just like most people carry their phones everywhere. And I used to just snap, 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 snap. But I've gotten better about reminding myself that I don't need so many photos. What I want are quality photos. I don't need the quantity. I want a couple quality photos of my kids throughout their life. And so think about that as you're snapping away with your phone. Rather than snap, 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 think about what would be the best picture here. What's going to help me remember this the most? And don't take so many photos going forward. If you do, you're going to wind up right back where you started with thousands of photos on your phone again. So be intentional about what you take in the first place. And then you also have to delete as you go. So as you're going through your photos, if you see some, just take a few minutes each day to go through and delete them or each week or whatever it is. Or maybe when you upload photos, go through and delete some real quick, just the real easy ones. It doesn't have to take you long. It can be a simple process. Just delete things that are super easy for you to delete. Take those couple minutes and it's going to save you a ton of time in the long run. And as far as physical photos go, if you're printing out images, one thing I really like to do, and I'm going to talk about this in the next step of just enjoying our photos, but one thing I like to do is I like to print out pictures for my kids for their birthdays and hang them all over the wall. So If it's my daughter's birthday, I try to find 50 to 60 photos I love of her and I just plaster the wall with them. I hang them on a little wire with clothespins. And after her birthday, they usually stay up for a while so friends and family can enjoy them. But afterwards, I can't keep all of those prints. 
So you have to be intentional here too. Just like deleting as you go with the other ones, you don't have to keep all these prints. You can take a few down and mail them to a relative. They would love to get five to 10 pictures of each kid around their birthday time. You can allow people who come over for the birthday party, maybe a grandparent or other friend or family member, to take a couple of their favorites. You can let your child choose a couple of their favorites to put in their box. So this is usually what I do. My daughter or whoever's birthday it is, they'll take a few down and go hang them in their room because they enjoy that. I'll take a few down that I love and let them choose a few and we'll put them right into their little photo box. Um, And then we'll give them away to friends and family, the other ones. So it's okay to print pictures and then throw them away or give them away. You don't have to keep them all. The purpose is that we enjoy them while they're up. My daughter gets to enjoy them for her birthday. And I don't feel guilty then about throwing some of them away afterwards. It's just the enjoyment we get right then. So with both digital and physical photos, if you're going to maintain this and not get overwhelmed again, you have to make some changes going forward. You have to be able to delete as you go, throw photos away as you go, and take fewer photos. Think quality over quantity. And then the very last step is to enjoy the photos. That's the whole purpose. So whether you're creating a yearbook at the end of the year each year, Um, If you use a service like Shutterfly, this is a really easy one where you can, if you're putting your photos in there already, go through and choose a few favorites from each month and print out a book. Shutterfly basically does it for you. There's also Mixbook is another one that I use. There's several other ones as well. I'll link to some of those in the show notes for you, the ones that I use, but there are, there's just several out there. So you could make a yearbook each year. You could look through those little boxes with your kids, put them on a shelf. So every once in a while, you just pull them out and look through them. You can do the clothesline idea. So put a wire on your wall with some clothespins and change out your prints every once in a while. So your kids can enjoy them, get big prints and small prints and just keep changing them out. And your kids will love to look at them. I'm a huge advocate for getting canvases and other wall art as well. I think that our home, I mean, if you know the feeling of walking into your home and seeing a photo you love of your family on your wall, then you know what it feels like to just love walking in there. And so I want you to do that. I want you to enjoy these photos. If you have a photograph of your grandma with you when you were young and you no longer have your grandma, frame it, showcase it in your house, enjoy these photos, get them out of boxes and on your walls. And one other thing I really want to say about physical photos is to label the ones you can. So if you're planning to pass these photos down, your kids may have no idea who some of these people are, especially if they're no longer around. So your grandparents or great-grandparents or your parents' um, great-grandparents, if you know who these people are and you still have some of those photos, you could make one of those 12 by 12 boxes, throw these old photos in there, one of each family member or a few of each family member and label them. And that box can just be like old family photos. And you go through it every once in a while and tell your kids some stories about these people, label who they are on the back so that those live on in the future and aren't just completely lost with your generation. Because I know that there's photos in my life. And I know when I go back and I look at some photos my mom has, I won't know who some of those people are unless she tells me. 
And then, you know, she may not know who some are and my grandmother is no longer around. So she may just not know who they are. So if you know who they are, label them and talk to your kids about them. Tell them stories about them. It's just a great way to let those photos actually have a purpose later on and have meaning later on. So make sure to do that. One great service that you can use if you have tons of photos on your phone. I know a lot of my friends who have iPhones use this service. It's called Chatbooks. I will link to that in the show notes. What they do is they will, you can just upload your photos right from your phone and they send you these little curated chat books. You can do it monthly or every 60 days or 90 days, whatever you want, but they're really fun. They're small and your kids can handle them really well. So they're fun to have around your house. So that's another way to really enjoy them. So I will make sure to link to all these things in the show notes. I want you to take action now. I want you to just set your timer for 10 minutes and go through your phone and delete some easy photos. Make sure to reach out to me if you have any questions. Remember, I'm at Jenna Arvidson on Instagram. You can always DM me there and email me if you need to. Go ahead and look at that photo course, Curate and Cherish, by going to athomewithkids.com forward slash courses if you really want to deep dive into this. So get in touch with me if this is something that you want to tackle over the next few weeks because it is going to make a huge difference. Not only are you getting rid of clutter, you're getting out something that has memory baked right into it and just precious, cherished moments that you get to hang on your walls and really enjoy. And the other thing is then you'll know that they're safe. You know, sometimes in the back of our mind, we're thinking, oh, what if all my photos get lost, my physical ones or digital ones, and I haven't even gone through them, and I have these boxes, or I have them on my computer, what if my computer crashes? All of these fears are going to go away as soon as you have this taken care of. So go take action now, go through your photos, and enjoy the process. Look through these photos and enjoy it. All right, I can't wait to see what you do. If you take this on, will you screenshot yourself listening to this episode or take a picture of yourself doing the curating piece and tag me on Instagram at Jenna Arvidson so I can cheer you on. All right. As always, I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you then. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.